Welcome to the Heavy Sweater Podcast. My name is John King. Thanks for listening to the podcast. If this is your first time listening, this is the Heavy Sweater Podcast, a deep dive into the beginnings of local Australian musicians and bands of the heavy variety. There's a new vibe to the show this week. Uh, Like I said, probably in every episode, this is to grow the scene in Brisbane and Australia. So every 10 episodes from now on, I've decided to feature two bands just to get the word out for new bands coming up in the scene. So this week's episode, we've got Matt Baker from Hell's Horizons from Brisbane. They're a doom metal band. They're doing real cool stuff. If you're into like that typo negative type deal (laughs) Uh, they've got two songs out at the moment devil's night and the haunting and matt's always been a super big supporter of the local scene for brisbane for like years he's been getting out to local shows whenever he can supporting local bands and he's finally getting some music out of his own and the second interview is with scott mason of outer worlds a victorian metalcore band uh with a fresh self-titled ep out now to me, some of the riffs are like a bit of Ghost Inside vibe, but uh, overall just cool metalcore stuff. So with all that being said, it's Wednesday and you know what that means. Hey, man. Hey, man. How you doing? <laughs> Sick. <laughs> Um, um, we'll get right into everything and go for heavy music for you and like the first heavy band you ever remember hearing. Yeah, man. So I probably starts when I was like fucking five or six years old. Eh? Five um, or six? Hectic. Yeah. So I got an uncle that was always into like heavy tunes. He's like 10 years older than me, 10, 12 years older than me. Okay. And I remember sitting in his bedroom in fucking middle of nowhere town of Brankston okay. out west of Newcastle. <laughs> yeah. cool. and I remember sitting on his bed looking at the covers of Corn Spy the Leader and Limp Biscuits Hot Dog Flavored Water okay. <laughs> <laughs> and being like what the fuck is this well I don't even know if they were playing at the time yeah very visual memory of like those covers and just made both it. hectic album covers. Hot dog flavored water is a pretty, <laughs> in, pretty weird album cover. As yeah, a like child, it's fucking cool. Yeah, man. That's and yeah, but like he just had CDs everywhere, and those two just stuck out. <laughs> That's and then, wild. Yeah, like uh, from there, it probably jumps. Like when I was a bit older, like fucking video hits on Channel Ten. Okay. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Green Day and Blink. Uh, corn, even chili peppers, man. Okay, like the and stadium arcadium chili peppers. No, no, earlier. Stuff. Oh, like older stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I feel like so around that time of like video hits would have been around the time of stadium arcadium coming out. Yeah, so it would have been like I everywhere. S- yeah, stadium arcadium was when we were in high school, and I yeah, yeah. hits like towards the end of primary school with like. Uh, like American Idiot and shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Same when I was a kid. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, and then yeah, um, got like really into early Little Park. Okay. Um, towards the end of primary school, and then from there, high school happens, and you start yeah. <laughs> get heavier from high school. <laughs> yeah, Guitar Hero Three comes out. And it's just like, yeah, cool. Yeah, <laughs> I I think Guitar Hero definitely changes like the perception of heavy music and like where it goes because like as a kid you're exposed to what's on the radio yeah and 100%. at that time you're not going to get before i forget and shit yeah. on the radio no, no. you're probably Especially get, in Australia. 
Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, you're going to get, like, I think even at that time I knew who AFI was. Yeah. And I knew who the killers were. And I'd, I'd known about Slipknot, but seeing them on there, I was like, oh, they're mainstream now. Like, Slipknot's a big band. Yeah. Yeah, and then you still get into it and you're like, oh, they're still not that mainstream. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. As heavy as it goes, but most people go, what the fuck is that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. In comparison to, like, what was huge at the time. Oh, yeah. Metal was definitely not, like, everywhere and easily accessible. No. I think emo had even died off at that point. Yeah, 100%. Like, yeah. that was, like, yeah, like, that early wave of emo definitely was starting to go down. Yeah. Now it's mumble rappers being emos. <laughs> just sick. I, must have been a I up, fuck with that too. <laughs> <laughs> Can't get into it, eh? <laughs> oh man, <laughs> you gotta try. It's fucking sick. Yeah, um, I should probably give it a hard to go. Yeah. <laughs> um, and had you played instruments earlier or only uh, recently? Yes. So I asked for a guitar from my twelfth birthday. Okay, sick. That, that was probably the first guitar I got, and it was just twenty little acoustic. For some oh. reason, it was a steel string. It had oh. the worst action imaginable. So oh. I think I played it for like two or three weeks and went, yeah, this hurts. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, steel strings as a kid is not fun as fuck. It's so yeah. shit, yeah. Like yeah. nylon then, strings are way better. And then you move up to steel strings on like electrics and it's like way thinner. Yeah. Like the, the tension's way less fucking hectic. Yeah, 100%. And then, yeah, um, so yeah, fucked around with that for a bit, but never really took it anywhere. And then started okay. music in high school. And at that point I was like, oh, okay, well, I'm actually really enjoying this. I'm playing with like school instruments and shit. Yeah. And I got an electric a couple of years later and sort of started fucking around with that. Okay, sick. And yeah, ended up with an nylon string and stick as well. So fuck yeah. What electric did you get? And when you got one? Well, I just got an Ashton thing. Oh, yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah, sick. You know, just sort of like first, everyone's first guitar. I mean, I've still got it. It's still the only electric I've ever had. Oh, fuck. Because <laughs> I ended up going over the bass. Yeah, yeah. Bass is what I was like, yeah. But yeah, like even going over the bass was my birth father gave me the one that he got when the year I was born. So it's as old as I am. Okay, fuck. Heck and yeah, it's fucking wicked, man. I was playing it again for first time in ages the other week and it's yeah. like passive pickups just fuck a four yeah. string yeah gain like just a fucking tone knob and a gain knob that's it yeah fuck and yeah and just fucking goes hard man. yeah sick i've got a squire p bass and it is so fucking sick it's like yeah 300 bucks like cheap as shit but it's such a fucking rad bass yeah like i got no idea how much you would have paid for this thing because it's like a big black and gold thing i think i've put photos on it Okay, sick. And um, yeah, it's like fucking a Sonic. I don't even know that brand anymore. I don't think they're even I think I think I see them on Facebook, and they're like, um, essentially what like Legacy are now. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, yeah, like that sort of brand. Yeah. So you'd played like off and on younger, and then. Was it around high school time you started going to like local, well, not local shows, but shows in general? Yeah, yeah. So uh, 2008, I would have been in 14. Yeah. My uncle, same uncle that I was hanging out with when I was like from the really metal. Cool uncle. Yeah. Um, he took me and we went and saw fucking Disturbed at the Newcastle Entertainment Center Whoa. in 2008. And it was 
Bukhan, Crimson Oz, Alter Bridge, POD, and Disturbed Man. And we were like way out the back. <laughs> what in fucking the tour is this? <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's it so was wild. the yeah, it was the um, tour that they did for Indestructible. Group. Okay. And yeah, it just fucking went hard as shit. <laughs> like, Alter Bridge is such like, a weird band to put with Disturbed. Yeah. Oh, I fucking went though, man. And like, so that was like, I, I knew who POD were at the time. Yeah. I had no idea who Behind Crimson Eyes or Alter Bridge were. Yeah. And saw Alter Bridge, man, and they were just tight as fuck. Yeah. That band, every time I've seen them, tight as fuck. And yeah. went through afterwards and ended up going to buy the Blackboard album because of that tour. Yeah. Like, just got way enormous at that tour, man. And, but yeah, like, because we're so far at the back, we can just see the whole pit. And it was like the first time seeing surfers, <laughs> first time seeing people crowd kill each other and all that shit. Oh, I was yeah. just like, oh, this is dope. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, from that, it was the youth center um, near the high school that I went to. Used to okay. Gigs like every two months or so. Oh, And fuck. yeah, we'd just go, <clears throat> go throw down at those and like go hang out. And, and just seeing shitty Newcastle bands. And <laughs> not not around anymore. Well, and, yeah, um, um, I'm not sure if they're from Newcastle. But I know some of the guys in Lycanthropa from Newcastle. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, they, they around? Uh, if they were, man, I'm not sure. Because, like, okay. where, <laughs> where I lived and, like, I, I live, like, 45, 50 minutes north of Newcastle. Yeah. And okay. the gigs that I was going to were, like, 20 minutes from my house. Okay, so we, were, we were still out of town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Like, I think the first like gig in Newcastle I went to that was a local thing would have been a Secret Empire show, which is like okay. this fucking thing that they used to put on at like just a town hall then. Okay. And yeah, we just like for local gigs that was the only one that I ever went to Newcastle for. Everything okay. else was like sort of sorted out in Newy. Yeah. yeah. And, okay. Yeah, but like we were seeing bands like. Uh, same old story was around at that point. Okay. Um, they called Casper came out of that scene. Uh, there was another band that was just called Burnt Toast. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, fuck. Burnt Toast is such a sick name. <laughs> yeah. So and, um, um, one of those gigs actually ended up being put on at a school hall uh, for the high school that was near ours. And I remember going to that one. And one of the dudes that was playing drums in, I think it was a band called Lockjaw. Okay. Was actually a dude that was a couple of years older than us in high school. And it was that okay. first point of being like, like oh, oh, anyone like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you start sort of putting it together from there and seeing okay. that you know outside of playing shows, actually playing shows. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, fuck yeah, this is dope. <laughs> So it was someone in your local scene that was like made it accessible to you to be like, maybe I can do that. I, not really at that point, but it was that okay. definitely that sort of first point of, oh, I can, there, there is the ability to go and do it. Okay. I, yeah, yeah. Wasn't, I wasn't chasing it at that point. Okay. Like I was playing and stuff, and but like everyone else just seemed to be like constantly ahead of me and that's like their skill levels when I was in high school. Okay. So yeah, I was yeah. like, oh, I'm not good enough to be in a band. <laughs> so I just didn't try. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, playing bass, you don't really need to be as good as a guitar player. Just 
just be there. Yeah, essentially. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's why I, I love it. That now, but at the time, <laughs> I was like, no, no, got to be like the best, otherwise you can't. Yeah, <laughs> no, I think it's more like if you're passionate enough and willing to put in the work, it's definitely going to pay off. Skill yeah, helps, but like yeah. as long as you're passionate. Yeah, if you're not hungry for it, you're not going to get it. Yeah, for sure. Cool. Um, and then now you're in Hell's Horizons. Yep. And were you in bands before that? No, so Hell's is my first thing. Okay, cool. Fuck yeah, sick. Yeah, so again, because through doing music in high school and then like in tape and shit, just constantly seeing everyone so far ahead of me at yeah. skill level, I was like, no, 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 I can't do it, I can't do it. Okay. And then you guys started playing shows and I started coming to like local gigs in prison yeah. and started meeting like, like obviously met you guys to Ben and shit. Yeah. Um, and then like through that, ended up meeting Wade, who's obviously virtuous and shit now. Yeah. And there was that moment of like, these shows are sick. Crowbar is fucking great. Crowbar's on that man. side of the barrier. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it just that's when it clicked me. It was like, okay, see mates play shows. Yeah, it's yeah. just like, fuck, I want to be up there and share a stage with these motherfuckers. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> a lot of those shows didn't like pull really. I didn't pull really well, but like, they were so much fun, and it seemed like they were yeah, growing but, constantly. Like every time yeah, we dude. played, there'd be more people coming out. Yeah, hundred percent. It was like, see you guys play was a lot so much fun. Thanks, man. Pulling fucking robots and shit. Yeah, the meme robot. Yeah, exactly. Like it started appearing in download, and it was like, hang on a minute. This is a yeah. thing that was happening in Brizzy for like nobody bands at the yeah. time. <laughs> Literally, yeah. Yeah, fucking nobody's doing it. And then like it happens there, it's weird as fuck. Yeah. I'm not taking credit for nothing. I don't want any <laughs> any responsibility for that shit. No. That's funny as fuck though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sick. And then I know you were working on Hell's Horizons for like ages before, like finally putting out some music now. Yeah. So, so yeah, we st- I started jamming with Liam back in August 2018. Okay. Fucking whoa. Yeah. So went to I went to the Dead of Winter gig in 2018. Yep. Ran into a dude there that was like super keen on getting some star who was playing drums. Okay. I was like, yeah, fuck it, let, let's organize something. I ended up adding that dude on Facebook as you do. And a few weeks later, me and our guitarist put a post in one of the groups on Facebook. Yeah. And he listed like a bunch of influences and shit. And one of those influences was Typo Negative. Yeah. So I was like, okay, cool. I'm down to fuck with, around with that sort of stuff. Yeah. I messaged him and was like, how much do you want to lean into this like doomy typo influence? He was like, man, I just want to be doing shit. Cool. Yeah. I already know a drummer that's keen. Let's organize something. Put everyone in a group chat. Cool, cool, let's go. Old Mac drummer ends up being like, yeah, let's let let's jam over at VS Studios. They're close to a train station. I can just bring my symbols, hire a kit, set a date. <laughs> yeah. Fucking. Uh, the first date we set ended up you know, having to can it because two of us were doing overtime that day, so we're like, fuck, we'll move. Okay, yeah, yeah. And then out of nowhere, all my drummer drops off the face of the fucking planet. Oh, man. <laughs> Just kill yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> and drummers, like, make or break bands. I've said it, like, a thousand <laughs> times. You yeah, know, a drummer, you're not scared so, anywhere. 
Yeah. So we went from like, here's three people ready to go to let's fuck around and write riffs on guitars and bass for two years and hope it fucking <laughs> so for And yeah. that's exactly what happened was two years of trying to find a fucking It literally problem. takes that long. If you can't find a man, that takes that long. Yeah, man. And then obviously between like COVID and everything, we were just like, oh, fuck, we can't do anything at the moment. Yeah. Well, yeah. we had the same issue with Shokan. Like the, yeah. I think we did a practice. We just got an, a new drummer, not our current drummer, but one before that. Um, yeah. I think we'd done like a handful of practices and then lockdown hit and we are like, well, fuck me. Like now we can't do yeah. anything. Yeah, exactly. Fucking. But yeah, so yeah, we just ended up jamming while we could up until COVID started. Like we were jamming pretty consistently like every week. Yeah. Like, riffs, just fucking around, like getting to know each other, that sort of stuff. Yeah. And then, yeah, once COVID was done, then one of the Facebook groups, the Metal Music Discovery Australia or whatever it is, yeah. was doing a meetup at Jolly Roger. Okay. So we were like, fuck it, let's just go meet some people, talk shit. Yeah. And then we're there, been there for a few hours, pretty blind, just sitting at a table and we're talking to one guy that we've met and out of nowhere his mate comes over fucking screaming cattle decapitation lyrics at us. <laughs> and I'm like, this dude's cool as shit. What's going on here? And we found out that dude played drums. And oh, okay. <laughs> well, I'm like, do you want to be in a band? He's like, I'm already in too, but I'll have a crack. Fucking so what we're doing, sent him demos and like three days later we were German. And oh, fuck yeah. So that was like November and then we were jamming pretty consistently, went into the studio end of May, smashed yeah. out instrumentation for four songs and cool. fucking vocals for like two of them. Sick. So, and you did the recording at Vile as well. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, we just took a day off work, spent like 12 hours there, smashed everything out, just Fuck amped yeah. everything up, everyone in the room at the same time, let's go. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't do the sitting in front of a laptop yeah, tracking yeah. individual instruments. I, I just can't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it can be mind numbing. Yeah. So, yeah. and like we rehearse all three of us in a room, jamming. Yeah. That's how we play. Why not record it that way? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It comes across a lot more natural. It's going to have more of the live feel for when you are playing shows as well. Yeah, exactly. Which yeah. I mean, Hopefully soon. <laughs> and what's the move from now with Hell's Horizons? Like, you just put out one single, or are you just going to put out another single soon and then more songs later, or are you just going to put out a yes. small EP? So, we're going to do, we're going to redo some vocals for the second song. Yeah. Because we did them on the day and we we're like, uh, we can do this better. Yeah. Went in and redid them and then they fucking didn't save to the flash drive. So, we're going to oh. go again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know how it is, man. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but yeah, once those are done and we get a mix and master back from that. Cool. We'll put that one out. We want to start playing shows, or I want to start playing shows as soon as possible. Yeah. I know we've discussed the whole, oh, we'd rather not play fucking sit down shows. But at the same time, I'm like, well, no one knows who we are. Yeah. We're playing this weird mix of like grungy, gothy, doomy shit. Yeah. And if people are sitting down, I don't have to feel like, oh, they're just standing there. <laughs> the, don't know what to do. <laughs> the, yeah, impress exactly. me, bro. Up the yeah, back exactly. of the room. Yeah. 
Yeah. Whereas at least if they're all sitting down anyway, I can just be like, well, they're sitting down because they have to. <laughs> yeah. I think now shows, like, because that was a thing in the beginning when shows started happening again is they were mostly sit down. I think now you can stand up. It's just limited yeah. capacity. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, either way, like, I think people are just keen to see shows again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I'm hoping that, you know, the fact that we're putting together shit that even we sit there every week and go, what the fuck is this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was all, it's all creative expression, really. Like, it is whatever. Yeah, exactly. And, like, that was the right thing. Way. I think that's why we had to get people, like, drummers and shit online as well. Because yeah. we'd list off these influences and be like, all right, well, we're super into Code Orange. We're super into Type of Negative. We like Sabbath. We like Alice in Chains. We yeah. love Slipknot. And we're yeah. trying to do this weird gothy doom thing that we're smashing it all together into. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And people are like, what? But as soon as I sent demos to this new guy, he was like, I heard that song and I was like, I want to fucking play drums on that. That's sick. And, like, yeah. and it was that ability to sit there and have a conversation with them and get passionate about it. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. I think is what hooks people in. Yeah. Well, like, if it's something that touches them and something that they think is interesting to listen to or interesting to do, then they're going to put more effort and time into it. Yeah, 100%. And, like, that's the thing, too. You turn around and tell people online, oh, yeah, I'm playing, like, bass chords for an entire song. Like, and this yeah. next single that's coming out is written completely off the bass line. Okay. Like, See. it didn't come from a guitar riff or yeah. drum. It was me fucking around playing chords on bass and then playing an arpeggiated section and being like, these fit together really well. Can we work something off that? And then yeah, yeah. as a band, we've always sort of gone, well, yeah, how do we make this work? Not, oh, that doesn't work and I can't be quite totally working out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like, I think even mentioning that Code Orange is an influence, they're a band that will go from one thing to another within the same song. Yeah. Like yeah, even but- even the mud. The first time I heard yeah. the mud, I was like, what the fuck? Did the song yeah. end? And then it starts again. Yeah. And yeah. it fucking blew me away. I was like, what <laughs> the fuck? Yeah, dude. Fucking, they are such a good band. They're killer. Um, when they were playing at Sydney for download, I was sitting there and I was just like, they were, people were fucking crowd killing to like the sound check of that band. So <laughs> I'm like, these guys are going to go so hard. Yeah, they're fucking. And then they came too. out and they just destroyed everything. And yeah. then I'm standing there and out of nowhere, I get a tap on the shoulder. I turn around and it's Ben. And he's like, oh. who the fuck are these guys? <laughs> oh, this is current orange. Yeah, like, he's like, I just came from Behemoth and I'm so glad I left. <laughs> That's sick. And yeah, then, yeah, no, I walked. I walked out of that pit and bought tickets to the show at the zoo the next night. Oh, the one at the zoo the next night. Yeah. Okay, so I remember talking about that because um, I think we had a show like around that same time, but it wasn't the same night. And yeah. we were talking about it in the group chat and someone was like, oh, who's that band? I was like, go see them and you won't come out alive. Like, yeah, exactly. trust me, you will yeah. get murdered at Code Orange. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like, so... We were in Sydney for download, obviously. And we flew in like late afternoon, early night. Yeah. Sydney. <laughs> got off the plane into a taxi, got the taxi, dropped the missus off home, take me straight to the zoo. <laughs> and I walked in like partway through Shackles set and just went <laughs> and like was like, yep, let's go again. <laughs> and then they finished their set, man. Put their instruments down, like didn't even take their instruments off stage, just put them on down on stage, jumped off and sat there and talked to everyone in the crowd for the next 20 minutes, half hour. Yeah. They're just 
salt of the earth, hardcore yeah. as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's the shit no I thought. ego with. about it, though. Yeah. yeah. So good. And it pays off because they've been doing it since they were like kids and shit, like yeah, yeah. literal children. And yeah. Like, just like plugging away, playing house shows through Pennsylvania and like just doing the thing. Now they're a Grammy Award winning fucking hardcore band. That's like, what yeah. the fuck? But again, just passionate about it. Yeah. Yeah. And they just, they're hungry for it. Yeah. And they're like chasing their next horizon constantly. Yeah, exactly. Like just fucking they awesome. put out underneath and then like the world goes to shit and they had yeah. a live stream show set up within they're like the, the first band to do a live stream yeah exactly yeah. yeah they were just like on it straight away yeah yeah and fuck yeah I, I can't say enough good things about them they're so good <laughs> <laughs> cool well um I'm gonna put this one in a shorter episode because I'm gonna do two of newer bands yep Start extend like expanding the uh the themes of the podcast. So do like the regular hour longs, and then do like a special episode, and then a feature one of like two newer bands. So this will be part of that. So check out Hell's Horizons, like fucking everywhere you can get them. Yeah, shows and shit. Fucking new music coming, and we'll get into into your five favorite bands of all time, and then we'll hit your socials and shut it down. Yeah, dude. So I knew this question was coming, but I've been thinking about yeah. it. Top five bits. I reckon I've got to go. I gotta go Amity. Hey. Like, Amity. Yeah. So because I got into Amity on the Young Bloods album, and okay. then from the last tour in Brisbane that they did for. Chasing Ghosts, which I think okay. was 2013. Yeah. Up until the Misery Tour, I didn't miss the Brisbane show. Okay. Fuck. Well, like, fuck, I got engaged in an average show at the Tivoli. Honestly. <laughs> Excellent. Like, so, yeah, like, they're definitely top five. Uh, Type O. Okay. Cool. Because, you know, weird gothy shit again. Yeah. Goth stuff's um, fucking tough. Yeah. Fuck it. Um, Definitely murdered us, man. Fuck yeah. Sick. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. Fuck it. Yeah. Like, dude, I had the same fucking haircut as their original bassist. Oh, uh, <laughs> Eric Griffin? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I fucking <laughs> frothed Eric Griffin and Ben Graves. Yeah, like, that, that first murdered us lineup was fucking yeah. uh, Chef Kiss, yeah. the fucking best. Yeah. So fucking good. But yeah, like, Idolize that band in Yeah, band. so like, good. To the point of like exact same haircut. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> fuck yeah. I've got a Murdoch's tattoo on the front of my shin. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> I'm like blacked out red. It is tough as fuck. It's so sick. <laughs> yeah. I love Murdoch's rip, Joey. Down, yeah. up, down. Oh, dude. Oof. Dude. So yeah. Gutted. That actually yeah. fucked me up. Yeah. Like that floored our drum right? Because he turned yeah. his like, that was the dude that made me pick up sticks. Yeah, 100%. I'd already been playing drums by the time I found out about Slipknot, but once I did, it was like I picked up drums like in, on another level once I found yeah. out about Slipknot because I was like, Joey is the fucking man. Yeah. 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 Um, Anishkari would be another one. Uh, That's cool. Yeah. Anishkari just 
so good at blending so many genres. Same way that Koro yeah. do, but it's different. They don't do the same shit over and over again. Yeah. Just, so good. And they stand by their ideals too. Like, yeah. They're not singing about shit because they think that they should be. They're singing about it because that's what they fucking believe in. Yeah. And then five would be probably Metallica, man. Like, I was so into Metallica when I was in high school and shit. I, Dad metal. Yeah, as everyone fucking knows it now. And that's the thing too. Like I, I say, like Metallica, it's that first three, four records, and then like newer shit. The naughty yeah. shit, I don't fuck with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, yeah, they're definitely like those are the bands that I can just put on. Yeah, for sure. Like, well, there's obviously other ones. So. Yeah, yeah. Those first three or four albums that Metallica put out are like probably the most influential metal albums of modern metal. Oh. Yeah, 100%. Like, you don't end up with, like, major influence of the, like, fucking swingish melodic death metal scene. It has to be Metallica. Like, you yeah. listen to Arch Enemy songs, and it's, like, full melodic breaks in the middle that are pretty much the same style as yeah. Marshall Puppets. Yeah. Like, well, even even for, like, the incline in the American thrash scene, like, without Metallica, yeah. do Slayer get as big? Do Megadeth start? Do Anthrax get yeah. as big? Like, yeah, exactly. And then even yeah. carrying on through the 90s, like, is corner thing, is fucking slip yeah. thing. Yeah. Is Pantera ever come around? Exactly. Yeah. No, they're definitely like, yeah, everyone gives them shit because they're so big, but yeah, they're so big for a reason. Yeah. I think it was the, the load and reload albums that really fucked them up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were not good. Yeah, people, it's weird, hey, people either really like those albums, but fucking hate them <laughs> well there's like there's a couple of good tracks like king nothing's fucking banger yeah like fuel's always gonna be a good song yeah i sit on a weird line with fuel because i used to drag race when i was younger oh so, really yeah so fuel was like the song anytime yeah, you yeah. do like a video package for like top door slammer elimination brackets it'd be like fuel yeah. and like staying awake till three in the morning because you're a child and they're like, oh, we need to get one elimination round through before we cancel yeah, this yeah. entire meeting. Let's push the kids out there at three in the morning. Hearing fuel at three in the morning gives me oh, the shits. At that point, yeah, no, that's at that point I love Cradle of Filth and Murder Dolls and Slipknot and like Dimmu Borgi. I'm yeah. fucking all this shit. And I'm like, fuel can fuck off for all I care. I don't want it. Yeah, no, that's what I said. Yeah. Yeah. Metallica. I right. used to drag rest. Yeah, I don't like talking about it too much, but yeah, it's a thing. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Shit. Yeah. Yeah, six, a top five. That's it. Yeah, dude. Cool. And socials for yourself, the band, everything. Uh, yeah, so the band's Hell's Horizon on Facebook, Hell's Horizon on Instagram. I guarantee we'll end up fucking TikTok at some point because we already are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think I follow you <laughs> But yeah. Um, and then, I mean, you don't want to follow my socials and fucking boring shit. <laughs> it's just going to be me talking about the band anyway. <laughs> See? <laughs> yeah. Preaching to the choir at that point. Yeah, exactly. Fuck you. Yeah. Cool. So Hell's Horizons, fucking get fed by them. Yeah, let's go. See Hey man. Hey man, how you going? Good, how are you? 
I'm good. I'm good. Thank you so much for having me on. We appreciate it. All good. Um, we'll just get straight into it and we'll go for the first heavy-ish band you remember hearing ever. Corn. Corn. Sick. Corn. I was yeah. 13. I was cool. 13. And it was uh it was when um Follow the Leader came okay. out. Cool. And so it was, it was actually the first ever record that I bought. Sick. Because I, I yeah. heard the I heard people at school listening to it and I was not very popular at school. So I wanted to be like <laughs> I yeah, wanted yeah. to be like the cool kids and yeah. all the cool kids were listening to corn. Corn's fucking sick. Yeah. Game changers. Yeah, yep, fuck 100%. It. That's so sick. That's interesting in comparison to like what you play, like what you play in outer worlds. It's like heavy, but like I get more of like a ghost inside vibe from that opposed to a corn vibe. I think it's like one of like the biggest cliches that musicians say. It was like, oh, I listen to everything, but we yeah. really, <laughs> really yeah. listen to everything. Like, I think yeah. what makes it out of world so good isn't necessarily that Joel and I like the same thing because we do the greatest yeah. majority, if not all the writing in the band. Um, but we we just vibe on like a good level. Like the stuff yeah. he listens to is vastly different to what I listen to. Okay. We just we just somehow find a way to make it work in the middle. Yeah, yeah. So Fuck yeah. but um but but no, yeah, but we love all things that are heavy. And yeah. <laughs> I think with music, it's just got to hit you. Like it can be yeah. just someone playing an acoustic, but if it gets you, if it hits you right, if it's something special about it and it hits you right here, then that's it. That's all we're trying yeah. to achieve. Just those moments where it goes, oh man, right in the feels. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 And those aren't even necessarily like lyrical things. Like they can be something as simple as like, for me, the best example is the plot and you. Um, they'll do like weird things, like just single kick snare thing. And I'm just like, oh, get fucked. Yeah. Like so yeah. sick. Yeah, as long as that makes you do this face, it's all good. Like, ooh. yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, yeah. My nipples are so hard. Right, that's it. That's, <laughs> yeah. It's all about the feeling, the texture. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Textured music is fucking sick. <laughs> 100%. That's how we do it. Fuck yeah, cool. Um, and you guys are from Victoria. Obviously, like the entire Australian scene right now is shithouse because yeah. of COVID, venues shutting down, shows getting cancelled and postponed all over the place. How's that affected you guys? Um, not really. Joel and I have been working together as like a writing team for a really long time. Okay. I, I always I always sort of try and say that we're kind of like the, the heavy metal version of like Bernie Torp and Melton John. We are okay. always... <laughs> We're always making stuff. So the lockdown actually worked in favor for us. Okay, so cool. we were in another band together before Outer Worlds, Outer Worlds came about. Yeah. And that's where we come up with the idea of like, hey, let's write and record an EP. Yeah. But then at the same time, let's record an album as well. So then we okay. have the album sitting in the chamber. So you can then release the EP yeah. to get people interested. And then when companies or reps or management people sort of come about, we say, oh, by the way, we actually have a whole new record sitting yeah. right here yeah so we we just use that time to our advantage we love to record we obviously love to play live shows but we yeah. we just we saw it as a great opportunity it's like hey the rules of the game have changed we can either sit and bitch and complain about it which a lot of bands are doing yeah no, no, no <laughs> finger no finger pointing specifically yeah, yeah, for sure. yeah. but it's like well let's just fucking write as many songs as we absolutely can yeah yeah i think like it's the best time for writing but the worst time for shows Absolutely. Yeah, where everybody's Absolutely. just like pumping out content, but like you can't like perform that content and expose that content to like newer people. Yeah, I think I think the only thing that's like certain in life, especially when it comes to the music industry, like 
even though this is like our first release that's really starting to get any attention. But John yeah. and I, we've both been doing this for a very, very long time. Like I'm yeah. closer to 40 than I am to 30. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah but what's one thing that's certain is that, you know, things change. Like I'm sure yeah. when people that are complaining about how this COVID is affecting um, the way that we make music now are the same people that bitched and complained when no one's, when people stop looking at their MySpace page, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like shit, shit changes. Yeah. It's just the <laughs> yeah. way it is. Yeah. So like you can like, sit in the back wearing you know a denim vest with all of your favorite bands the age <laughs> or your dad metal the, bands yeah all yeah. about the age of six you're like man no one's ever going to be better than saxon or yeah. just <laughs> just just fucking roll with the time and, and yeah. realize that it's art so i yeah. think if, if you're a creative you should just be creating just yeah. create that's what you should do and you should use this time as an ability to be able to hyper focus on your craft and yeah. try and do as many different things as you can yeah, for sure. And it's all about adaptability. Like the bands that can adapt to changing times, the ones that like keep going. That's right. Yeah. I, I, um, I always say like the music industry and music in general is like being in love with a really beautiful woman and you can buy her as many drinks as you want and you can tell her how much you love her, but unless you change and adapt, she's going home with someone else. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. You, you, like, like you've just got, you have to roll with the times and yeah. Just be, you, know, you may be the oh man, I'm the sickest guitar player out there. But where's your content? Where's your yeah. records? Where's your YouTube? Where's your followers? Who's yeah. who's 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 got eyes on you? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think like even like adapting to the way the sounds change within the industry. Like a couple of years ago, the 2012 Warp Tour bands, they were the all the rage, and the ones that couldn't adapt. Now, what are they doing? Putting out albums that nobody listens to. Yeah. The irony is, is that all of those people that were like, oh man, fucking, especially like, I love, I'll let you just bring me the horizon as an example. Yeah. It's like, man, that dude's vocals are fucking shit. That's crap. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, those same people are now making, you know, cheap third tier imitations of yeah, yeah. Eternal right now. Yeah, so yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's weird. Metal and hardcore has, has got this weird gatekeeping culture where it's just <laughs> like, we don't like you. Yep. I'm going to put, I'm going to put you in a vice and make you feel like shit for the next 10 years. And if you last 10 years, I'll get then, a tattoo then, of your band. Yeah, then shop. you're allowed in. Yeah, you're allowed then in. You're, then, yeah. then I will allow you. I'll, yeah, yeah. I'll yeah, stitch no. your insignia on my denim. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Sick. Cool. And what were the other bands that you and Joel were in before Outer Worlds? So uh, we were in a, um, a hardcore band from Frankston Way called He Used Six Vengeance. Okay. Uh, made a couple of records with them. Uh, I'm still in the band as the bassist and vocalist, Sweet. but uh, Joel, but Joel um, sort of, he took off. He wanted to do his own things. It was all amicable. We're all really yeah, yeah, yeah. with each yeah. other. And then um, I think it was just around about that time. I wasn't too sure if I was interested or not. I know that Joel was very, very interested, but um, I'm a massive, huge of Mice and Men okay. fan. And, and obviously Joel really started to get into their newer stuff with yeah. Aaron Pauly on vocals yeah. now. And so he just sent me a couple of demos and I was just kind of like, oh shit i'm totally gonna do this and so and it was also a really great um avenue for myself like i wanted to change and grow and evolve i didn't want to just be that hardcore screamer i wanted yeah. to contribute riffs and do a lot more writing yeah and also do a lot more clean singing as well which is something okay. i've never really done before cool fuck yeah that's sick so but, and and joel and i we also we all we have like a mutual love of things just like that like I don't want to say classic Australian music, but like like the good old days when like Dead Letter Circus and a Butterfly yeah. Effect and Cog, we always vibed together on on that. Though. So when we were in um when we were in He Used Expansions and we were really 
you know, the band was in a bit of turmoil at the time. So him and I basically did the greatest majority of the writing for that second okay. record. And yeah. we did it all off our own back and did a lot of like um, producing it ourselves and just a lot of learning brand new skills. Yeah. And so he used six engines is probably the biggest band that we had together. We also okay, had cool. a, a, a rap duo group called skate. It's out there. Okay. Go find it. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we released it cause we were big fans of like West coast rap. And so okay, fuck we, you. We, made, we made rap there. So we we're always, always just playing and experimenting yeah yeah cool fuck yeah that's excellent just like keeping a creative freedom like wide open yeah that's so plus sick e- plus everyone loves like that real ochre australian tone on rap music isn't it just the best i'm not into it but <laughs> yeah. Okay. yeah no that's sick I, I made it and i don't even think i'm into it yeah like it's like after it was done it's like oh what a great record like it's a record like yeah, yeah. <laughs> it exists it happens yeah, to be it, a record it, 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 it was a thing, yeah, yeah, like definitely for sure. No, it's sick. Well, that's that's like I think more beneficial for being in the music industry for a longer time is like being able to explore all your creative avenues to get it all out so you're not becoming jaded and bored of what you're doing. I think it's it's one of the hardest things I've ever seen. Like some of the most amazing, talented, skilled musicians I've ever seen have had the shortest time in the scene. Yeah. They, they burn themselves out. They either don't get the success they feel they deserve or the recognition. Uh, I try not to go down that path. Um, it's all about personal satisfaction. Some yeah. of my favourite songs that I've created or some of the best music that I've done, no one listens to it. It's just for my own okay. personal satisfaction. Yeah. And I, I think I came up with that idea after reading an article about Avril Lavigne, believe it or not, how okay. she ha- she hates that song "Complicated" so much. Oh, what a banger! But of course, but of course, she's got a she has to play it at every yeah. single show. Yeah. And so I I always try to say I want to create music where after I'm playing this song for the six hundredth time, mm. do I still do I still love it? Do I still yeah. feel it? Because I think, especially as a front man up on stage. Um, if you're not feeling it, the crowd is way smarter than you think. They will pick yeah. up on it. And yeah. if you don't give a shit, then they are not going to give a shit. Yeah, for sure. So I always say it's, I think that's the reason why Joel and I have only just started getting recognized for our music now in our 30s rather yeah. than the last 15 years we've been making music because we've always stuck to this is what we like. This is yeah. what we're going to make. If we never make it, that's okay. But at least yeah. we love it. There's yeah. nothing worse than I think than becoming a successful commercial product. And then suddenly a year later, you're stuck with a whole bunch of nooses yeah. around your neck playing yeah. shit you fucking hate. You've outgrown, so, essentially. Exactly, yeah. 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 Stay, tr- stay true, people. Stay true. <laughs> sick. It's nuts. Stay true. Yeah, what a fucking album. That is a great album. So sick. What a band. What yeah, a band. Yeah, they're fucking great. Rip Sean Kennedy forever. Oh. Devastated by that. I still like I I haven't grown up. I still listen to that sort of stuff. Like yeah, fuck yeah. Like like <laughs> the amount of times I'm just like, what should I listen to today? All of this new music. I'm just like, I'm gonna listen to Cancer by Confession. Just yeah, like yeah, yeah. Like, or like, like Hanging Hose by Their Toes from Buried in Verona. Just like that's that, it. That's that old it. shit. Yeah. Single note, zeros and ones. Yep. That's it. Done. They, yeah. They they've made the perfect genre. Just yeah. everything else doesn't matter. It's just right there. There. Yeah. Is. Little keyboard whittle wheels. It's all good. That's right. <laughs> Don't Sick, bore man. us. Get to the chorus. That's right. <laughs> Sick. Cool, man. Um. Well, what's next for Outer Worlds? Uh. Well, we've just signed with uh, Six Wave Records. Yep. Uh, Harry, which I, I know you Harry, like Harry organized this. I'm not, yep. not going to pretend like you know Harry. Right? <laughs> of course you know Harry. So um. 
but yeah, we we've we've just so we just signed with him there. We have a lot of uh, he's put a lot of plans in place and he's moving things very very quickly. So cool. we um I'm kind of getting told what to do, which is really really nice. So we we had a plan. <laughs> yeah, it was like oh I guess we'll just like get this record mixed and mastered and then start doing some stuff. But Harry's got like a really cool like tiered plan in place where all of Sick. us are working together. Like we help uh, Six Wave grow. Six Wave helps us grow yeah, and. Cool. Uh, at the moment, we're just kind of like enjoying the ride. So we just do what we always do. We just we just keep writing tunes, man. We just keep awesome. working and keep keep grinding and and but obviously we need to get our social media presence way up. Yeah, yeah. I think that I think that's one of the the sort of risk and benefits. Like we've made so much music, we've done yeah, so, yeah. but no one knows about it because yeah, yeah. social media was one of those things that in the past when we were in here six vengeance and i was running outcast bookings and i was doing all this other stuff before covid uh, i just got like crazy burnt out with the, yeah. the social media stuff because uh you're pushing and pushing and pushing and Constantly. Eventually there's no, yeah there's no yeah. satisfaction all, all you know is just the push yeah so um so i'm sort of easing back into that now and we're getting some schedules in place and cool. just doing real fun stuff like yeah make a playlist like what's joel's top 30 songs and then yeah. share it on instagram and just cool. watch people go go crazy and shout out local hardcore bands yeah, fuck yeah think <laughs> they think that we're amazing and of course i've got to, i've now got to act like i'm bigger than everyone else and i'll be like yeah, yeah well, <laughs> like, what, what, like whatever man just don't touch me all right like, <laughs> you, you stay over there driven to the verge you stay over there great <laughs> band by the way cool fuck like, yeah amazing amazing band fucking sick awesome man well who makes the ep the, the ep album ep joel baby joel joel, sick. J- joel is one talented motherfucker that cool. like and, I, and i'll be honest with you when it comes to that ep he wrote everything he oh, wrote every, he wrote every line he did everything i think i had like some minimal input here and there okay. you know some like hey maybe we'll try this or hey i've got a riff idea but joel does all of that and yeah. um which is why we wanted to go with that approach of like recording the ep and then having the album in the chamber because i hate to be that dickhead because i'm trying to promote everyone to be like go and listen to our ep yeah but the album but the album is way fucking better <laughs> it so, needs to be yeah just in realistically terms of, yeah just in terms of production and how like joel's all self-taught man like it was all out of necessity cool. like Sick. we didn't have any we didn't have any money we didn't have any connections and he's just like i'm just gonna learn this shit by script from scratch and like old school like reading books and just trying and trying and trying and trying and yeah uh he really, really sunk his teeth into the first, into the second He Who Seeks Vengeance album. Um, okay. that was fi- that was fifteen tracks, and he just he he did all that shit himself yeah. in terms of all the mixing and just mix after mix after mix after mix and just yeah, he's he's one talented dude. He is my meal ticket. I'm riding the coat. <laughs> I'm riding his coattails as we speak. Excellent. <laughs> oh, that's that's sick. I think that's like the way the easiest way to get a band up and running the quickest is to just do it all yourself. It's grunt work, yeah. It's yeah. definitely grunt work, yeah. Yeah, because nobody's going to, like, realistically, nobody cares about your band more than you do. No. So if you're and, the one doing fair, everything. And to be fair, though, um, in, in, the, in the day and age that we live in, like, yeah. Outer Worlds is a pretty damn good band. There's, I'm sure in Melbourne there's two or 3,000 other bands which are just as good. We are, we are in an amazing time where yeah. creative people have got greater access to technology. They're able to afford these things. They're able yeah. to have programs to help them uh, visualize their concepts. Yeah. And so there's just some unbelievable music out there. That was one yeah. of the reasons why I started Outcast Bookings pre-COVID is because there was just 
no venues that in Melbourne wanted to play hardcore stuff. It's yeah. all about that indie acoustic shit. No offense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, and so we were just chucking on shows because he, like there was just some of some of the most amazing bands out there. Yeah. With no one to play to, and I'm sitting yeah. there listening to them going, Jesus Christ, these guys are amazing. You know, yeah. this was 20 years ago. They're signed. They're signed. Yeah. They're off. To, they're off to Epitaph. They're gone. So yeah. Yeah. It's a uh, yeah. We we live in an amazing age where there's just a shit ton of talent around, and there's so much. Yeah, it's hard yeah. to rise above to get noticed because well, yeah. there's, there's just so much noise going on around. Yeah, there's so much good stuff happening constantly, especially in Australia for, like, local music. It's, like, there are some fucking sick bands coming out all the time. And I hate to sound like a, a massive stereotype, but, like, in terms of, like, some of the passion and, and that you feel, when it comes to, like, hardcore and metal, I, I swear, bands in Australia and New Zealand, just we just do it better. It's just, sure. it's just got it. It's just got a. It's just got like a grit about it, and I'm just yeah. like, it's just, oh, everything just like hits you right there in the chest. I think it's because like Australia is so far away from like the the more influential places like the Europe and America and stuff that when we do get bands come in here, we froth it more and appreciate it more. So then we want to make it and make it as good as we can. Mm. I think that I think that the way that uh, touring works as well has played a big, massive influence on how Australian bands sound because we you yeah. can see that we're pushing really, really hard to be to push the boundaries, to push the limits. Like yeah. you got to remember this whole new metalcore thing that everyone's frothing over in America. Yeah. That shit was started with Alpha Wolf and Dealer. You can't fucking yeah. tell me otherwise. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that, that that that's fucking us. You know what I mean? Yeah. That we're the ones who are pushing those creative boundaries when metalcore needed a kick in the ass. It was Parkway Drive. You know what yeah. I mean? So we 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 do that shit a lot. And I think the reason for that is because when those touring bands are coming out back in the old days, you you know you used to be able to prop up the scene by having headliner from America, yeah, and five or six support acts from Australia. But yeah. because it's it's so heavily flooded. Yeah. When people are coming out, you've got four bands from America and one and no, local Australian act. If you're lucky, yeah, like you know, yeah, uh, yeah we've got to test out the sound. Let's just put this band on. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah. I, I think here in Australia we have to try harder. Yeah, I, th- I think I think bands in Australia have to work harder than American bands than yeah. UK bands. I think we have to push harder because we're on a big fucking island. Yeah, where it's the music- least influential of heavy music. But we're putting out the best content. Unbelievable. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. then, like, and, and not only that, but most of all this content is coming from bedrooms and yeah. little home studios, just like <laughs> yeah. what Joel and I are making. Literally, yeah. Well, even Alpha Wolf's new album came from Lance's house. That's how you do it, man. <laughs> so, like, it's like, what the fuck? And it just, it just seems that just when, like, this heavy scene needs something to just, like, just to kick it in the ass and, and breathe fresh life into it. Like the grindcore scene, that's something King Parrot came out, bang, just kicked it in the ass. Like, yeah. whoa, where the fuck that come from? It's like, oh man, everyone's getting a little bit sick of this whole architect's core. Cause you know, there's like this, you know, you know, C level, D level, Gen core. Next, you know, a band like Thornhill comes out, releases yeah. nurture, and you're just like, what, where is like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're, you're 17. Like, yeah, yeah. so it's like them yeah, and Polaris, like, definitely kick uh, that stuff right back up. Yeah. Yeah. And, and just, you know, blew people's minds. So, Australia, I know, I think I said, I know it sounds stereotypical, but Australia, honest to God, we just make the fucking best shit. We yeah. really do. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. Sick, man. <laughs> awesome. Well, this has been rad. We'll hit your top five favorite bands and then we'll just get out of here and socials for everything of all time. Yeah. 
Oh, it's a good one. All right, okay. Gets everybody. Okay, top. A perfect circle. Oh, fuck. Yes. Yeah. A perfect circle. Excellent. What album is your favorite? Murder Noms. Okay, cool. Sick. Murder, Murder Noms. That it. Uh, oh, man. A perfect circle. Cannibal Corpse. Okay, sick. Um. Oh, man. Oh, fuck. Damn, man. What I should, I should have prepared it earlier. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The uh, perfect circle, cannibal corpse of mice and men. Okay. Sick. As I lay dying. Oh. And Sage Francis. Okay. Rapper. Okay. Cool. That'd be, fuck my, yeah. that'd, be, that'd be my top five. Sick. Yeah, yeah. Perfect circle, cannibal corpse of mice and men. As I lay dying, Sage Francis. 100%. Cool. In terms of influence, in terms of everything. Yeah, definitely. Sick. And new of Mice and Men or old of Mice and Men? New of Mice and Men. The newest. I, 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 I swear to God, I'm going to get punched in the face, but like everything <laughs> from like everything from Defy onwards, okay. Aaron Paul, Aaron Pauly is amazing. Sick. And, and to think that not only has he just taken that band and he's done what few musicians are able to do. Lots of people yeah. go, we're a heavy band. We want to do the rock stuff. Aaron yeah. Paul is just like, I kind of don't want to do the rock stuff. I just want to make like really, really good heavy stuff. So he's yeah. now made them heavier. Yeah. He's writing a whole bunch of the riffs, does all the singing, does all the vocals, all yeah. the concept. Like you, you can't tell me that they are sitting at the top of the older school metalcore table yeah. right now. They were like, they blew up huge instantly from like their first and second albums. And then mm. when Aaron joined, they started to go towards that more like radio metal mm. sound. And then once Austin left, just launched straight back up, which is sick. Yeah. And his voice, his voice, his heavy vocals in particular are just insane. They just, they've got so much warmth and depth yeah. to them. I like, I can tell you that like with the horrible, nasty shit that people have to listen to when I do vocals, I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to sound like him, you know what I'm sick. saying? So, <laughs> yeah. But no, absolutely. Yeah. I, yeah. Thank you so much for today. That's all good. Do you want to hit your socials for your personal and outer worlds yeah. and anything else? All right, I'm an old for all the people out there. I'm an old man, so I don't like I can't <laughs> rattle this stuff off. Sick. First and foremost, uh, throughout Facebook and uh, and Instagram, this stuff. Go and check out Sixth Wave Records. Go, yep. go, go, go! Have a chat with Harry. Show Harry your stuff. Like he, the guy is is a visionary, and and he's uh, he sold me easy. So, uh, and of course, Outer Worlds, Outer Worlds band on Instagram. We are on Facebook. I think on youtube as well cool. we've got to think we've only really just started kicking this into gear so yeah. if you have a look there's not gonna be a shit ton of content there but yeah. that will be obviously coming up in the next uh few weeks and in the next coming months and so Sweet. yeah absolutely and thank you so much and shout yeah, out man. to you man you, you should plug your socials right now right you should I plug your it. socials right now <laughs> i do it at the end of the episode it's all good nice i hit my shit i get my shit in <laughs> don't don't you worry. Don't yeah. you worry. I'll cut off Scott's interview. Like, <laughs> I'll cut it. I'll cut him off. I need. I need to get my shit in. Like, yeah. fuck that dude, man. Like, nah, sick man. Thanks for doing the podcast. No, no, anytime. Thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure. Awesome. Done for another week. Huge thanks to Matt for reaching out to do the podcast. I've known Matt for ages, so it was good to have a chat with him. And uh, go check out Hell's Horizons wherever you listen to music, and check them out on Facebook and Instagram at Hell's Horizons. And a huge shout out to Scott for doing the podcast and check out Outer Worlds wherever you listen to music as well and check them out on Facebook and Instagram 
at Outer Worlds Band. And that interview with Scott was set up by Harry from Six Wave Records. So huge thanks to him for reaching out as well uh, and setting up the thing with Scott. So check out Sixth Wave Records on Instagram and Facebook at Sixth Wave Records. This was heaps of fun. I, I loved being able to feature some up-and-coming bands and new bands doing some cool stuff as well as I love bringing interviews with established bands. So if you're in an established band or an up-and-coming band, feel free to reach out to me. My emails and DMs are always open. I've always got time for anybody. Um, And yeah, we'll just grow the scene together. Reach out. I'll have you on. We'll talk music. And if you like what I'm doing over here with the podcast, share it, tell a friend, subscribe, and follow on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, wherever you listen. And follow on Instagram and Facebook at Heavy Sweater Podcast. Also, Thursday, the 16th of September, my band Shokan is playing The Bright Side uh, with Isolation to launch their new EP, This World Grows Cold, which has been out for a while now. It's fucking sick. Go check that out. Get tickets at Isolation's Linktree and get tickets at Shokan's Linktree. There's a Facebook group, or just come to the fucking door and buy tickets on the 16th of September at the Bright Side. We'll be playing with, obviously, Isolation and Salt Money, Entrapment at Harbor the Code. Hopefully, I'll see you there. If not, um, come back next Wednesday. We'll have a new episode with a new guest. Thanks for listening.